What's good? What's poppin'? Bonjour. Bonjour, oui, oui. If you guys didn't know, I just came back from Canada. I'm half Canadian Canada. now. Um, Toronto. And to to start off this ep- this uh, episode um, on a very serious topic, um, I have a very unserious story to you know lighten up the mood. Um, so Friday night, I went out to this lounge I've been wanting to go to for a long time. Went out, great, loved it. Apartment two hundred in Toronto. Anybody living in Toronto, hit and go to that place. It's probably remnants of me there. Uh, we were all waiting outside, um, waiting for our Uber to go home afterward. And um, we were like all huddled up under like a shed because it was cold. And there was this girl that was standing next to us. And she looked kind of cold. She was like on her phone. I think she was like calling an Uber or some whatever. And, um, you know, my favorite thing about Toronto, even before I went, one of the main, probably the only reason why I wanted to go is like, you know how like Brent Fives has that lyric in, in that one song? He goes like, took a trip to London just to hear how they talk. You know that right. song? I went to, to to Toronto to hear how they talk because the Toronto right. accent is the funniest thing in the entire world. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I love it. And so this guy comes up to to this girl on her phone and the guy's like, what's good, shirty? <laughs> and and um, <laughs> I'm just like, OK, I have to eavesdrop because this is. This is like prime time. Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna hear this anywhere else. And girls right. like, the girls like used to it because this is like how like Toronto guys talk. And I'm here just laughing. I'm like who says that? And girls like, oh, like I'm good, you know, just, just you know, chilling. And he's like, he's like you coach shorty. You didn't have a jacket on. <laughs> and girl, and the girl was like, oh yeah, you know, I forgot my jacket. I don't know why. And this is the kicker. This is the this is the one that got me. He looked. He didn't even look at her. He was like looking on to ear yonder. He was like, "You're crazy, shirty. That's why." <laughs> <laughs> and that's I started dying laughing right next to him. Then he looked at me. He was like, "Are oh, you good, shirty?" <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I built a I built a core memory Friday night. If any of you guys talk like that, um, hit me up say something i want to i i need i need some laughter i miss it i'm yearning i i'm yearning now this like conversation has been so like integral in your life like now you just bring it up ironically as if it's like how you actually talk no honestly like i'm i've built that into like my dictionary like (laughs) literally today he facetimed me i picked up and he was he was like what's up shorty (laughs) That's my and I'm new, like, like I'm never saying, picking up the phone again. It's like you know how people say like hi, hello. Oh, right. Good shirty. That's my new one. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to our beautiful podcast. Podcast called Difficult Dish. Podcast on South Asian narratives. My name is Mashun. Yes, it is, and my name is Mahua. Before we go any further, please rate, review, follow all that good stuff say hi Mm -hmm. tell us something nice five stars all that good stuff right now right in the beginning before we go any further because you love us you know you love us and if you love us show your love you know express love express love you know i call mo all the time when i'm being annoying i'm just like i'm here for one reason i'm here to express love and that's all (laughs) you guys should express love. then he hangs up (laughs) and then i hang up exactly love has been expressed it's my time to go (laughs) 
yeah exactly and if you're listening to this right when this comes out we're close to 400 you know rating so it doesn't hurt to give us a little five star if you are new and you you know want us to thrive and succeed so my favorite co-host in the world we are talking about what today today we're talking about something you know something a little bit more serious you know, we, we kind of yeah. go back and forth between like serious topics on serious topics. Um, I think like we, you know, there's there's no way we can be like 77 episodes in and like not like have talked about this throughout all of our previous episodes. Yeah. Like I know we have, um, but I think this is our first like dedicated episode on talking about skin color and colorism in the South Asian mm-hmm. community. Obviously, we all know um, we have all had our experience um, with dealing with our skin color wherever you fall on the spectrum everybody kind of has their own story and it's something that everybody all of us can relate to and um mm-hmm. yeah so we're going to be talking about colorism um where it comes from what it is how it affects us today how it affected us when we were younger and um wow how we can you know like what we've learned from it and like how we can be better in educating the people around us you know who may have Mm -hmm. certain thoughts about certain things you know yeah i feel like colorism and like anti-blackness is such a big thing in the south asian community and yeah again we have talked about comments that we've gotten before about our skin color about our appearance but we haven't really had like a dedicated episode so we're excited to kind of talk about you know like the roots of colorism where it probably has come from how it has affected so many people even in the past generations and like our generation now how to counteract um you know comments that we get from family members and um you know just like our experiences so we are excited to start off with this topic so so how would how would you define colorism what is colorism in mahua labyrinthaph terms hey mahua labyrinthaph sorry sorry So I actually haven't looked up the definition, but in my head, what I think colorism is, is when you judge someone based on their shade of the skin or like the how dark they are, or, you know, you just have a pre-assumption based on what they look like skin wise or their, or their color. And, you know, usually colorism has like this negative connotation because from what we've seen, people with darker skin in South Asia or a lot of countries in general they are just associated with like negative portrayals because of their darker skin and we really want to get into that because there's just you know a whole backstory based on that but but what is your your definition of colorism i think colorism is it's yeah it's what you said but i think on top of that i think i think you mentioned like how we judge people or like the judgment of people based on the color of their skin i think colorism Mm -hmm. is more about like the internalized prejudice against Mm. people with darker skin colors and how how they are affected in real life society because of their darker skin color i think it's less about Mm -hmm. just judging people i think that's more aligned with like racism yeah i think colorism is more about like how somebody is actually affected in society um because of the color of skin apart from like being called um like dark like, how does that mm-hmm. darker skin really affect them in real life, apart from just, like, comments, you know? Yeah, it's, like, assuming how rich they are, how, yeah. you know, where they are in society, their place in society, what their job is even, what their attractiveness level is, if they have a good-looking husband or, you know, a wife. Colorism is kind of this thing where it's, like, you assume um, that people are poor or less educated mm-hmm. because they are darker, 
you know Mm -hmm. and it's so crazy because like what you said about prejudice prejudice is when you are kind of you know um negligent or like racist again people against people that are kind of your own race or people that look like the same skin color as you and it's so wild how there are you know darker people in society you know regardless of just south asian people but if even if you're dark you're still going to be prejudiced towards people that are the same skin color as you or darker because you know regardless of the fact that you probably also went through colorist comments yourself and negative comments yourself there are still people that still judge other people that look exactly like them skin color wise the same way regardless of the fact that they went through that same trauma you know so wild how it's kind of like trauma over and over again and people not trying to fix it and i i think it's crazy because like like maybe this is something that only i've seen but i mean i don't i don't think it is but um like a lot of time we would be like compared to one another for like the slightest being like the tiniest shade darker than like our friend Mm -hmm. like freaking like day and night like difference it's like like oh like she's darker than you or she's lighter than you and it's like we're practically the same but it's like it's the slightest difference and like these slight differences are still such a big deal you know it's Mm -hmm. like and you know we'll go more in depth in our experience and um you know conversations that we've had like at home and what we've learned but i know you want to talk a little bit about kind of where the colorism um term really comes from um i know it's something that you're passionate about and speaking of do you want to talk a little bit about um you know where that term actually comes from well you know what first of all the other day i went to patel brothers because you know i had to buy my little goody goody snacks i had to buy my you know groceries and whatnot and i literally saw fair and lovely still on the shelves and you guys know what fair and lovely is right yeah we all know fair and lovely is go ahead Fair and Lovely is is this little, you know, little cream, this bleaching, just casual yeah. bleaching Devils. cream Devils that cream. people, especially in South Asian countries, use to lighten their their skin and make themselves more attractive, as in, you know, that's their marketing. And it's been around for many years. A lot of celebrities in um, the South Asian countries have endorsed this brand and, um you know, they're, they're still selling it. And it's literally like a bleaching chemical. And I remember growing up when I was like five or younger than that, obviously, like I, I lived with a lot of my family members and my grandma and everyone. And they had that because it was like the early 2000s. And it was just like a normal thing to have like laying around. It was like basically like soap at that point. You know, people would use it like every day, just hoping to get like lighter. You know, there's also this thing where like when you're when you get married or like sometimes when you're I don't know unclean you're supposed to get like bathed with milk Mm -hmm. thinking you're gonna get lighter Mm -hmm. even like the the um the ceremony of like turmeric when you put turmeric all over your body it's supposed to make you brighter and obviously it's like a cultural tradition but it's also like with the assumption that you're gonna get lighter before your actual wedding wedding ceremony you know what's crazy is like is like our parents will be so big like oh drink orange juice make sure you make sure you take your vitamins make sure you eat organically it's like they're so like health conscious but they're also like terrorizing their skin with bleach (laughs) literal bleach to make themselves lighter please pick a side yeah it was so wild to grow up with that when i was like five because i'm like oh like lotion let me just put it on Mm -hmm. for funsies but fully it's like bleach yeah but anyway i saw it at patel brothers the other day and i 
have never made a u-turn that quick well first i saw it and i i was like no it can't be so i went up a little bit closer and i was like wow it can actually be yeah. and then i skirted and made a u-turn but i think now they've remarketed it and made it like glow and lovely or something <laughs> really yeah i would i would like assume that they've gone through like a lot of public scrutiny for that. rebranding yeah but i'm surprised that they still are selling it you know i know. I, I remember i made a piece like when i first started my ipad digital art journey yeah that was and it was like an unfair and lovely um piece that was like mm-hmm. counteracting fair and lovely because it's like why is there an assumption that unfair people or even the word fair like what do you mean fair just because you're white you're fair <laughs> right? and you're darker you're unfair like that's so crazy like, right? that is such a subtle thing you know but anyway i made a piece called unfair and lovely because just because you're darker doesn't mean you're suddenly unlovely like mm-hmm. you know yeah sorry Such a weird can't be loved. assumption bro yeah. yeah it can't be loved anymore because you're darker that's so yeah. wild but like you said you know like these these terms come from a long history you know they're like it wasn't our parents who made these terms up you know they come from like you said like british colonialism british rule and yeah 1800s over india and then that scattered on into bangladesh and pakistan and you know it's it goes back generations and generations in history um mm-hmm. so i know you've learned a little bit about british colonialism over india do you want to talk about that yeah so as we know you know the the great british ruled yeah, and colonized many of the countries that you know we grew up in and that we know and love right so these white british people you know obviously terrorized our, our people by making themselves all friendly and homey in our countries mm-hmm. right and so you know, Bangladesh, India, so many of these South Asian countries grew up seeing fair skin. They grew up seeing whiter skin dominating. They saw how powerful these white people were. So over the, you know, the next few generations, they had this association with white skin and power. And they just assumed that if you are lighter, you are able to succeed and accomplish a lot more. Right. Yeah. And even there's like this association, like, for example, in Bangladesh, there are many, you know, villages and cities and different districts. There is a place in Bangladesh called Silat, right? And the people there have this um, stereotype that they are whiter because, you know, back in the day when the um, colonizers came, a lot of them procreated with the people in Silat. And so a lot of them became mixed and a lot of them became lighter. And there's also the stereotype that in Silat, they are usually richer, right? Yeah. So it's crazy how things like that, people associate white skin or lighter skin with more riches. And obviously, since they had more of like a colonist uh, like environment there, you know, more like more white settlers stayed there. There's they had more riches and they grew up with more money. But it's so interesting how it's just like people associate certain things with lighter skin you know like how rich you are even in the caste system if you are darker there's an assumption that you are lower in the caste system you're lower in education you're lower in attractiveness whereas if you're lighter you're associated with like the royalty you're associated with riches and education you know i I think it's important to remember that like we, we use words like association um but this association like it didn't come out of nowhere it's like right there were like darker people in South Asian countries are found in lower socioeconomic statuses because mm-hmm. of like 
systemic prejudice against them because you know lack of social mobility like it's harder for darker people to like get into a certain job market it's harder for right. darker skinned people to you know be um equally interviewed for like a certain school you know it's like i mean even also on top of that like people had to obviously like there were people working in farms or people working in outside environments whereas other people had the luxury of staying at home yeah. because they're already rich or things like that so there was an assumption that if you're darker that means you're poorer because you're working outside you're constantly under the sun so yeah. that must mean that you are lower in status compared to the other people that didn't have you know the the they didn't have to do things like that where they had to work outside so it's like you know there's just so many assumptions based off of people's skin color because these people are doing what they need to do to survive and they didn't just have privileges like that growing up you know and it's like they're they're gonna keep getting darker because they're like they're mm -hmm. not allowed opportunities and in, into certain spaces and it's like yeah you know it, it's just gonna keep happening and when it keeps happening that's when the lines get blurred and we use words like association when like you know i try to use i try not to use association because like this association comes from somewhere like i said like it comes from everything that we just mentioned you know so it's not just like a plus b equals c it's like we have to really focus on like everything in the middle when we talk about like systemic racism systemic colorism like it's important to not just put a term over it and to really understand like this is a thing and this is why like darker people are seen in this way and lighter people are seen in this way you know and it obviously has trickled down into you know what is taught at home what has been taught over generation over generation and um you know here we are kind of talking about it because it's kind of our generation who's like hey i'm not gonna not date somebody because they're darker than me or like hey i'm not gonna like rather be this person's friend because they're lighter than me you know mm. and it's also interesting because it you know it has happened over so many generations and when these british colonists came to our south asian countries and countries in general a lot of them forced themselves upon people and a lot of women started giving birth to lighter skinned babies mm -hmm. and obviously that traumatic response obviously you have a lighter baby which eventually the baby has more privileges and they are able to reap more benefits but you know a lot of them didn't have the choice to do things like that a lot of them didn't weren't able to just get away from that you know especially when these british colonists had so much power over these women you know and a lot of the times they were assaulted back in the day so obviously back in the day they like parents didn't really want their daughters or their family members to get married or you know procreate with the white colonists but a lot of them didn't really have a choice and i think even now there's this idea that oh you know maybe you should marry someone in your own background don't really marry someone like that is darker than you in a different race or lighter than you even but then you know when they have a white baby when they become grandparents and they have a lighter skinned baby they're so happy you know so you know it's just like very like on and off still a lot of parents tell you not to marry someone that is darker than you because they're worried about the, the skin babies. of the baby darker babies Crazy, isn't it? babies oh Crazy, no isn't it? oh no shorty scary scary so scary shorty you're crazy <laughs> there she goes <laughs> she got it from me. but yeah on that topic like what, what 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 do you feel like was like indirectly taught in your home about um colorism about skin colors um you know you mentioned the fair and lovely 
you know, how was it? How's it like growing up for you? You know, there's a word in Bangla. Yeah, there it's is. It's called. I know what she's gonna say. Oh, I wasn't expecting what that one. What were you one. gonna say? No, no, no. None. It's called shemla, right? Which means that you are, you know, darker skinned, but still like not that dark because mm. that dark is That's dark, bad, right? Oh, bad. in no. in the association that people have in South Asian countries, there's obviously this this uh, um, anti-blackness, this colorism. Where, Uh-oh. you know, there are different words to express different things. So there's fair, there's shemla, and then there's gala. There's mm-hmm. no in between, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's just you're one or the other. So, you know, I always heard things like, oh, you know, that girl is shemla, but one is sweet. Yeah, like, she's, but she's nice. She's, she's, oh, she's smart. She's, you know, she's tan, but she's very sweet. <laughs> but, like, you know, there's like this like underlying like negative connotation yeah. with it. Where it's like, yeah, the first thing I noticed is how dark she is. Yeah. But like, don't let that fool you because she's, she's actually nice, very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. She's, a nice she's like, girl. she's trying to educate you. She's like, well, remember, just because <laughs> they're tan does not mean they're bad. Okay. Remember. Exactly. Well. Exactly. I'm like, you're telling me. You're telling <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. But anyway, I have always been classified as Shemla growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there have always been like small remarks talking about my attractiveness or my skin or the acne that I had growing up, it was always associated with, oh, you know, like, drink more water, like, put some powder on your face. You're mm-hmm. not going to find a husband if you look yeah, like no that. Son. You know, it's always associated with marriage in the future. I'm like, hello, I'm 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 11 years old. I'm six and a half. We're talking about freaking... Uh, I'm literally six. Why are you telling me that I'm not going to get married? I can't even speak yet. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like, you know, there's obsession with with you marrying someone, right? Mm-hmm. And I was always told like, "Oh, don't go to the beach. Don't don't go outside. Yeah, Stay home. Don't, don't go outside and only for 10 minutes." Yeah, not even. When you know, we were only told to go outside during Shondar Shomai. Yeah. And like we would literally like we had the peak hours like right after golden hour would be like six o'clock to like yeah. seven o'clock. When like the sun isn't even in the sky. It's like it's like in the corner. <laughs> it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's hiding. The sun, like the it's sun not is portraying any heat. That's the only time. And, you know, with with like good intention, you know, my parents said that because they grew up with like this idea as well where, you know, they're kind of protecting us like, oh, if you get darker, then you're going to be seen as lower in society other people are going to judge you they were protecting us and that's what they knew back then but then i grew up with this hatred for you know my skin and i grew up feeling like i was like lesser than because even the people Mm -hmm. around me they were lighter skinned and in school i saw which brown girl was more popular you know i saw which one was seen as the attractive one and i even saw like what the aunties and uncles were seeing as more attractive right and and richer in society and things like that so i remember i had like this this um inkling to just be like screw everything Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go to the beach finally i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna wear a hat i'm not gonna like do anything to cover up because i'm sick and tired and i don't care about getting darker because you know we always had this fear that when you get darker you're not going to be as pretty anymore. But the truth is, when you do get darker, which is normal, especially during the summertime, obviously you're supposed mm-hmm. to get darker. It's 
you look so glowy first of all second of all like what's so bad about that you know mm-hmm. like i remember once i went to the beach and it was like a day or two before eid and i had to literally wear like two hats on top of me i had to cover up the entire body like i did not want to get dark because just you know inside yeah i might as well just stay inside look at a until picture eid, the, the whole month of ramadan <laughs> And it's like, you know, I was told to look pretty and like light and whatever for Eid because it's such a joyous, you know, celebration day. But then I was like, who cares if I get darker, bro? It's literally like the middle of July. Obviously, it's going to happen. You know, what's your experience? You know, I think it's very different to hear like a colorism story or a colorist story from a male. I think um, I think my experience was uh, a little unique. I mean, apart from being a guy, um. I didn't grow up with a lot of brown people, so I didn't really have, like, too much to compare myself to. Um, I, you know, I was just grew up with, like, Hispanics and blacks and people, like, I grew up with a lot of, like, Guyanese people who and, Tr- and Trini people who are mm-hmm. usually, usually a little darker brown skin than, like, Indian people. Yeah. So, I was around a lot of that my whole life, and honestly, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not gonna say, like, I'm proud to say. Like, I had to get a little bit older. And until like recent years, I actually realized like, oh, wait, like people find darker brown skin people unattractive like that. That thought never really like came across my head growing up. And now I realize that like that's abnormal to like think like that. And it was it's like I'm not gonna say it's normal, but I I realized like, oh, wait, like I kind of grew up like a little differently. And a big reason why. I feel like I grew up a little differently is for one family specifically. Um, I grew up with a family in my neighborhood and um, they were uh, they were Malayalam. They were South Indian and they were really dark skin, not really dark skin, but they were like dark skin Indians. And um, the son of that family was really the one to teach me a lot about like, hey, like, like my skin color is like not a good thing in India like they don't like this like he he went to um like a uh, like a what's the word like a like a charter school a certain like special kind of school with um indians there and like they were always like indirectly hating on him because like it's mm-hmm. just and he was like used to it like he's used to it. he's like because he was born in india he was born in india grew up in india for like eight years and he grew up in like in he he really experienced that in like real life in india and so he was really the one that educated me a lot about you know like like yo like you should be grateful for your skin color like not grateful in a sense of like whatever but like hey like they really like make fun of us like for this just because i was born this way i didn't make my skin darker and um you know i have this like really sad story that i think i've told on the podcast before but i remember one day we were on the school bus we were like 13 14 and i used to sit behind him all the time and I used to always like lean over the bus seat just to like say what's up to him. And this one day I leaned over the bus seat and he was on his phone and he was on Google. And this is a 14 year old boy that's Googling, how do I make my skin lighter? And I saw that. And I don't think I ever told him that I saw that, but it just really, really broke my heart. And in that moment, I was like, in that moment, as a 14 year old boy, me too, I'm a 14 year old boy. I'm like, I'm like, damn, like, this is a thing. Like, I I still remember that moment. Like, like, 
he's really actually sad about how dark his skin is and that never really processed in my head you know so I'm, I'm grateful to have grown up with a family like that who's taught me about like the realities the harsh realities of you know what it's like to grow up as a certain way in in a certain part of the world um so i'm grateful that that i i had that experience but as for me i never really i mean i had like the stereotypical like whatever don't go out in the sun don't blah 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 don't blah blah but um you know i i'm i'm very thankful for the way that i was brought up and i'm thankful to say that um i'm i'm the biggest supporter in like darker skinned brown people i know how much that they go through i'm not going to sit here and say like how quote-unquote tough my experience may have been because i i've grown up with a lot of people that really had you know were seen in a certain light and you know like whether faced actual like you know weren't able to get certain job interviews or weren't able to um enter certain friend groups just because they were like always the odd one out like they've never seen like a darker skin brown people because brown people kind of like quote-unquote traditionally are like you know i would say like me like not too dark not too light kind of like somewhere in the middle it gets really tough for people that are darker than us and i think a lot of people don't give those brown people as much appreciation things are changing now times are different now but at least in like the late 2000s early 2010s i firsthand saw how much they would struggle and how you know he used to have a little sister too who was just as dark and from a woman's perspective i know that it's probably a lot harder than what in a lot you know it hurt her a lot more than it may have hurt him um so yeah that's so sad that a young boy like that felt like he had to do yeah that growing up that makes me so sad. I feel like we don't really hear stories from men. Imagine how many of them there are. I feel like it's very underrated because obviously like beauty and attractiveness is weighed upon heavier for women. Mm-hmm. But I think obviously colorism and the level of beauty and everything also relates to men. But it yeah. we don't really hear it as often because they're told to you know focus on more things like their job and you know taking care of the family and things like that and and like we we're saying earlier like sometimes it's it's even harder for for darker skinned people to get those those jobs or be accepted in certain places you know because like men are their their value is based on like their status or their job or what their career is how much money they're making mm-hmm. and when darker skinned people darker skinned south asian people are more limited to getting certain opportunities of course that that makes them just as insecure as as a woman may feel about her appearance you know so interesting because i feel like colorism affects all of us regardless of how dark or light we are but imagine the people that have the privileges of you know white passing because they are lighter so a lot of people don't think that they're dissy or they don't think that you know they're ethnic but you know, it is a privilege to have lighter skin. You get a lot more benefits from it. But I feel like even if you do have lighter skin, there's this assumption that either you're you're trying to be white or that you are white and That's that true. you aren't connected to your roots. That's also true. That's very true. I uh, There was one girl specifically who was a super light-skinned Indian because I think her, her one of her parents was, was British and then her other parent was Indian. And like her face looked Indian, but she was like, white like her skin color was white and i remember she used to like always be sad because she was never like 
cherished by like the brown community like it, like the the brown people that she had around her um because they just like never saw her as equal the same way with like you know Guyanese and, and Trini people Guyanese and Trini people especially back then they were not accepted into like this umbrella brown term they were just like oh you're Guyanese you're Caribbean or like you're Trini you're not Indian when it's like mm-hmm. all of us like regardless of all of these like random things that we make up about like oh you're Trini you're not this your guy blah blah blah, your your light skin we're all like we can all like coincide together and we can all understand that everybody has their own struggle with being okay with being brown and being daisy or being whatever you know it's so funny how well it's not funny at all but like (laughs) there's such a division in south asian countries and a lot of countries in general within themselves whereas like we're kind of just fighting over one another with like about our skin color north indians are like haha we're lighter than south indians so we're better we have more job opportunities or whether it be like oh our religion is better you know hinduism is better than muslim islam or like the other way around whatever it is and like we're literally just fighting with one another over like land or god knows what whereas like white people are just like looking at us they're like like, laughing they're (laughs) like what's wrong with you they're all y'all look the same yeah what's wrong with you you guys look the same we're literally the best out here so like what are you guys fighting about like there's nothing to and that's like an effect of just eurocentric beauty standards that were laid upon us like we're talking about lighter skin people are are quote-unquote like prettier that's just a eurocentric beauty standard like who made that up and obviously it doesn't help when the representation that we did grow up with, especially if we're talking about South Asia, we're talking about like Bollywood. Yeah. All of the Bollywood actors and actresses, they're known for your their white skin and their lighter skin. And so, you know, when we're following these big name celebrities and everyone else in those countries are also following them, there's like this ex- expectation that you have to be lighter to be seen as valuable, you know? And even when people are doing wedding makeup... There's like this thing, even in this generation in 2023, where they will make the brides look so light. That's crazy. Where the foundation doesn't they even match their brown. skin yeah, at all. Like if like you put all. their hand next to their face, their face is like, so much lighter than their hand. Yeah. It is like not okay that people are are trying to like white pass when it doesn't even look real. You it's know? like a freaking. Like, and it's like I've. What you were gonna say something so stupid i know yeah i was i I really was i've heard stories where it's like i've heard stories where it's like these brides you know the husbands haven't met their brides yet because a lot of arranged marriages took place back in the day and so they've only really seen like pictures of them and you know they've talked on the phone or even then that's like cutting it too far that's Mm -hmm. like too far sometimes they just get married like the next day after meeting right but without meeting them and so from the pictures that they've seen they're like oh okay like they're pretty like whatever like light fair skinned but then once they see them in person and they take off the makeup they're it's like jump scare they're literally <laughs> catfish <laughs> because they you know they fall in love with this idea that this this woman is going to be so fair skinned so lovely so honest so beautiful whatever and then they literally see them in real life and they're like wow she is dark so that must mean they're completely the opposite of what they are crazy and they like literally fall into like catfish marriages but then it's too late for the most part but it's so crazy how you know your your lightness and your skin color is so associated with like your beauty and how you are as your character like you remember you remember in like indian matchmaking like one of the criteria was like fair complexion good yeah i saw that (laughs) good fair Mm -hmm. complexion like you think about like in bollywood like you can't name uh, like a darker skin 
like lead actor or actress in a Bollywood mm-hmm. movie. Maybe in recent years, maybe I don't know, but like in the early two thousands, like absolutely not. You will not be able to name yeah. one. And it's like imagine how many like amazing darker skin actors or actresses there were that wanted a lead role, but like <laughs> they just like weren't given it because like whoever else like maybe not as good, but just like looked better on camera. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And, like, obviously colorism is very prevalent in South Asian countries, but colorism is prevalent everywhere. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, like, you know, the how inferior some black people feel because they are darker skinned, especially if you are a lighter skinned black person, which is a very big thing. You have this, like, people see you as exotic, but they don't see you as completely black because you are lighter skinned you benefit from some eurocentric qualities and there's like you know the light-skinned black people the ones that have colored eyes so that must mean that they're more superior Mm -hmm. over black skinned people that don't have the colored eyes and have darker skin color and you know even in like hollywood media we see representation like zendaya who is like half white half black and she's lighter skinned and that's like the representation that we had for a while even rihanna you know she's from barbados but she's lighter skinned she has lighter eyes and you know we haven't really seen like darker skinned people in media and i'm thinking about like the indian people or the brown people that we've had in hollywood growing up and i can only think about like zayn malik who is also half pakistani half british i can think about naomi scott who i loved from lemonade mouth who is also half indian half british and then i think of avin jogi i'm not sure if he's fully indian as well but i think he's also half something and it's just so interesting how like if there is some sort of british in your blood you're you're only represented in mainstream media and that's like the only thing that you can look up to you know that's why like in this generation now thankfully we have like darker skinned characters like um you know we have moana yeah i mean things are so much better now tiana so a lot of girls like feel more represented even like in the little mermaid you know we Mm -hmm. have a black mermaid now and girls can see themselves in media and it's so helpful but you know, there's still so much work to be done, and we definitely did not have that growing up. Yeah, growing up, it was crazy. I'm, it's, it's so lovely to see how much things have changed nowadays. Um, because I remember, like, you remember when like Zayn Malik like first got popular, like when One Direction first mm-hmm. got popular, like brown people just like exploded in excitement. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. the first time you saw like Baljeet or somebody, it's like you got so happy. Whereas like now, like yeah. it's obviously like a lot, a lot normal. A it lot was more just normal. like a crumb of representation that we were so excited about. Yeah. Like imagine if we got like Miss Marvel when we were like eight or ten. Yeah. Like that would be so crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, we have a whole episode on just like brown representation in media if you guys are interested yeah. in listening to that. But it really like helps a lot when you have positive forms of brown representation, like not just brown representation, but positive, you know. It's also like like I think about um like you, you brought up anti-blackness and I think anti-blackness when it comes to actual black people is a whole other like discussion that we're not ready mm-hmm. for but it's like you think about like even in the muslim community like black people in the muslim community like like i, I remember so many times like at the mosque like the black people would be like shunned or like the black people would be like in the corner because like muslims are like primarily like arab brown people where it's like yeah. i can't imagine like and you know one of my like role models mustafa the poet he's a he's a sudanese 
Muslim and he like a lot of his artwork is talking about like anti-blackness in the Muslim community and it's like it it goes across all spectrums all genres of like you know not even in society and like everything just like being darker mm-hmm. skin it it makes life just harder you know maybe not i mean mm-hmm. yes on paper if you are willing to research to that extent but you know just in society there are so many intricacies that happen that i'm glad nowadays are being more brought to light um and more people are recognizing because like i said before i'm i'm very privileged to have been aware of this stuff for a long time because of the people that i grew up with and i'm happy to see more people are talking about things like anti-blackness and just being aware of it you know that's the first Mm -hmm. issue like even in like america if you want to dumb it down to like just white privilege and against like african americans in the country just knowing that it's a thing and being willing to do your due diligence and research and understanding where exactly this comes from and that it's real like it's not just made up it's not like systemic like institutionalized people are it's not made up it's a thing Mm -hmm. that's the first step and i'm just really glad to see that we have podcasts like this like difficult dish that are talking about this stuff you know so if you are if you are someone who you know has maybe struggled with um you know what your skin color looks like um you know struggle to have conversations with certain people maybe you're someone that is still a little bit has a little bit of prejudice towards someone who's darker skin because of what has been inherently taught inside of your ho- own home i hope platforms I mean, and also yeah your environment around you if they're constantly reminding you of what you look yeah. like and your skin color is hard to unlearn that you yeah know? i think this is a very very important subject for people to be aware of and to just start unlearning a lot of the things that may have been taught in our homes probably mm-hmm. you know they they were taught in our home for whatever reason because it was taught in our parents home and it was taught in our grandparents mm-hmm. home and it's like yeah f- we can't really knock them we can but we also can't because they're doing what they're doing but it's our job to just kind of move the needle a little bit forward and tr- and look at things differently it, it is kind of our responsibility to kind of obviously unlearn it, but also help our parents' generation unlearn it and just keep them accountable. So, like, yeah. what is your response if, like, someone from your family or, like, someone that you know says something about your skin color or someone else's skin color and they say it, like, so nonchalantly because it's so, like, they're used to it? Like, what is your response? Because I know a lot of people are kind of brushing around under the rug. They also don't want to cause an argument or, like, cause disruption so they don't say anything and they laugh along. But, like, what do you think our duty should be as, like, in this generation? I mean, I'm, I'm always big on communication and I, I try my best to not get upset with my mom whenever she says something. But a lot of the time I just talk about, like, hey, mom, like, these things that we were all taught, like... Th- the foundation of this because my mom is big on like roots and like my mom is she's a very devout muslim like she's very big on like having strong roots having a strong foundation making sure your foundation is is set and has good merit to it i tell my mom like hey like where these things come from the foundation of it is is not good like it doesn't come from a good place it comes from a very bad place like you are processing these things as like, I want the best for you, but they come from very, very dark places. They come from 
not what you're saying. They come from just made up ideas. Like this is like British people have said darker skinned people are less are less attractive. That is made up, you know, because they are white, you know, and it's like I, I learned this whole thing. I won't get into this, but like I learned recently about the history of like Somalia and Somaliland and just how the country lines were brought up in Africa. And it was all created by Europeans in in like a really old conference they had in the 1800s where they didn't have any black people. They didn't have any Africans. They completely dissected the whole continent of Africa to their liking. And, you know, those effects have affected africa to this day like where again like i learned a lot about somalia and somaliland and it's like the british rule and and just like european colonialism has brought these ideas out of nowhere into our world that had no purpose in in being prevalent in our world and i'm just like hey mom like i i know you want the best for me but like it this it this doesn't have strong roots to it like it comes from a very shaky kind of foundation Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but what about you i Uh, think i yeah i think a lot of brown people have these stereotypes regarding people of color that are darker or you know black people they you know think that darker people are less educated or they're less attractive or if you know black people are all like robbers or whatever it is you know we all grew up with these stereotypes because of media because of culture whatever it is I think when these uh, passing by comments do occur, another way to kind of counteract that is kind of like, oh, how would you feel if everyone looks at us and they think that we're terrorists? Everyone looks at us think, and they think that since we have an accent, you know, we're uneducated. Because obviously there are a lot of white people that think like that when they see a brown person. And I think that br- like builds that empathy. And also when our parents or our family members or anyone coming around say things like that regarding skin tone or whatever it is they say it like so casually because it's like a part of their daily conversation you know they've just like grown up with that in their language i think they also expect you to like play along and like you know joke around with them i think when something like that happens you have to just put your foot down and be like like oh like why'd you say that you know what like why do you think like that like you kind of have to like not make them feel stupid but kind of get to like the bottom of like why they think like that and obviously it doesn't happen one time around doesn't happen twice around three times around it it happens like every single time Mm -hmm. and you have to continuously like bring it up even though you are tired even though you are sick and tired of saying the same thing over and over it's kind of like you know like why do you think that and like i've seen from my parents end that they've gotten a lot better with like their mentality and the way that they've talked about things and obviously there are slip-ups but you know, they they have unlearned it a lot because of how I don't let shit like that slide. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, if it's someone from like outside, if they if I don't even know them and the first thing they're like, Oh, one calo hoigeso. They get in the one. And I'm two, like, your kid got calo. Oh wow. at least my at least my son ain't a drug dealer and dropped oh, out of oh, God and got God. someone pregnant. God. You know? For real. But it's yeah, like I have no Oh but but we're skin the shundor. He has nice skin. Yeah, at least his a, skin is he's nice. He's a he's a good boy. Ah, that was a that was a long episode, and really on a some serious matter. Do you want to hear a joke? Why are you talking about it in like past tense? Like <laughs> do, we're not done. Do we're wanna, done with it already. Do you want to hear a joke to like sure. lighten up the mood? Um, it's not really a joke. It just kind of like it it <laughs> put my it put my like Canada trip like 
it started off pretty rough. Um, I went to like this like chicken sandwich place and it had really good reviews. I was really excited and I paid for the chicken sandwich and fries. It was like $19. So expensive. What the hell is wrong with you, Canada? Justin Trudeau, get the hell out of here. Your country's not that great. All right. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> like <laughs> you can't you can't charge me $19 for it. And the craziest part is like it came out on like a really weird bun. Like you know I usually like a potato bun or like you know just like a hamburger bun, but this came out on like a Kaiser roll. Like it was like a weird bread kind of roll. And the thing is like the roll was so big. Like it was a big like the size of your face. It was big big roll. But then the piece of chicken was so small. <laughs> the piece of chicken right, was so small. So anyway, um, as you guys know, at the end of our episodes, we do a little advice slash response session. We look at the responses that you guys send into our Instagram story where we tell you what our episode is going to be for the week. So as you guys know, our Instagram, or if you don't know, here it is. It's yeah. Instagram at Difficult Dish. You will love to be, you know, in tune with what we post. You can also follow us on our TikTok. It's at Difficult Dish Podcast. Podcast. All right. So let's do a little lightning round. All right. Let's okay. go through some of the responses bada we boom, got. Bada bing. So someone said, these are all kind of sad, unfortunately. Oh, so. God. Okay. All right. Anyway, someone said, I turned out darker than my light skinned parents, and they often expressed disappointment for that. We Hello, didn't even you talk. gave birth to her. We like, didn't what? E- why is it her fault? No, we didn't even talk about like sibling like one sibling being darker than the other i think me and my sister are pretty similar but um my my friend's girlfriend i was just hanging out with them in canada like she's a lot darker than her two sisters and she was telling me how much shit she got for that growing up and we didn't even talk about that. how is that her fault like literally the parents literally gave birth yeah and like like how is that blamed on the child and like they'll blame it on like the sun they'll blame it on like what she eats but it's like hello i'm your offspring (laughs) yeah actually someone said hearing don't stay in the sun too long you'll get too dark growing up mom buying fair and lovely cream or asking me to use home remedies to lighten skin tone and other desi friends commenting and pointing out my hyperpigmentation relatives saying you used to be so fair-skinned when you were baby Hmm. like huh yeah they always love comparing me to <laughs> what you look like, like when, when you, you came were out one the womb. yeah obviously you're supposed to gain more melanin or lose me- melanin when you grow up oh you were so nice hello i was three weeks old <laughs> literally three weeks old like i didn't have blood in my body yet like they'll compare you to like baby pictures but, oh you're so nice that's you know crazy. something else hyperpigmentation is such a big thing in brown people obviously because we have more melanin so we have darker spots around our eyes or around our mouth but, you know, because of the Eurocentric beauty standards that we had growing up, we used to feel so bad about these, like, natural features on our body yeah. and face. And we had to, like, cover it up or, like, use remedies or whatever it is. But it's such a natural part of us, you know? Yeah. And, like, I've learned to, you know, get used to it and be happy with, like, my hyperpigmentation. Someone said, last one, I'd have white kids come and compare their summer summer tan to my skin color and say wow we're the same shade like no rebecca you went to cancun and got tanned yeah that's oh, man, like a whole a other like thing now yeah i got a lot yeah of isn't uh, it so crazy we got made fun of for our skin growing up and then like it tanning and all this and that are just like trends now yeah i got i got a lot of like oh like you probably don't have to tan huh <laughs> growing up in florida <laughs> the little little chuckle at the end like they made yeah. the funniest joke ever 
Yeah, and did you ever get like the the sunscreen joke? Like all What's the sunscreen joke? Like white people just have to use sunscreen or else their skin will burn. Be like, "Oh yeah, I'll get too dark if I use sunscreen." And then just look at me. <laughs> got, I got a lot. They of that. look at you. I got a lot. When of that. any of like side-eye. terrorist joke comes up in class yeah, and like sunscreen use, jokes come up. If I don't use sunscreen, I'll look like him. I'm just smiling. Am I handsome? <laughs> of course, Mashun's just smiling in the side <laughs> thinking they're complimenting him. Uh, yeah. Manoush. Yeah, me. Anyways, you got right, any 10 advice? second advice? Hey! Uh-huh, beat you. Yeah, my 10 second advice since it relates to this episode, you know, I got a banger. Okay. Wear bright colors. We mm. were told a lot growing up that bright colors don't look good on darker skin tones because mm. it makes our skin tone look darker it makes us stand out more mm. we were told to kind of wear like more neutral monotone mm-hmm. type of colors to you know you know bring that color to bay or make you look lighter or whatever it is yep. but i say wear those oranges wear those bright greens bright pinks you can wear whatever the hell you want wear whatever makeup you want and you will look fire don't mm. listen to the haters mm. good I one know. i'm not gonna I do know. that though um who asked him to do that? Like, who asked you specifically? I'm going to just give you all a general reminder, just in case you're feeling like this. The year still just started, okay? Mm. If you've had a rough first seven weeks of the year, you don't have to su- You don't have to suffer for the rest time. of the year. You have so you got time. much time. So much time. You're good. We're only, we're not even two months into the year. You got another 10. 10. Yeah. That's double mm-hmm. digits. You got dumb mm-hmm. time, okay? Mm-hmm. If if you want that summer bod, you got dumb oh, time. Wow. If you want, wow, if you bod. want, if you want that summer bank account, you got dumb time. All right? Yeah. Relax. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to. Sh- oh, two years gonna suck. You're good. You got mad time, okay? Mm, Capiche? Some 2023 Capiche. motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to our episode. Please rate and review us. Follow us on our podcast um, Instagram and our TikTok at Difficultish and at Difficultish Podcast. Make sure to follow Mashoon. It's at Mashoon Munir and yes, me at yes, Labyrinth yes, F. Yes. But thank you so much for listening. We love you. Muchas and we will gracias. See you next Te amo. Week. Ciao.